And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, this Positive Head podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at PositiveHead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. Uh All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I've got my co-host, Dalian the Alien here. Hello, Mr. The Alien. Hi. Oh, thanks for welcoming back, me back, and all the listeners. Well, thanks for welcoming back me. (laughs) Thanks for me back, welcome. It it reminds me of you talking about uh, uh, someone mixing up words. (laughs) Yeah, me every day or something. <laughs> what was the what was the mix up that you you've been using? Oh, I was um, talking about my brother um, because he had a particular way of uh, 
um, transposing certain words and sentences like questions instead of asking you how how are you doing, he would say uh, how you are doing. <laughs> yeah, so how you are doing? That's gonna be that should be our new uh, our new thing. Right. The uh, I like it. I like it more. Oh, okay. Well, how are it, you doing? How you are doing? Yeah, was it's it almost Indian? Like Indian, it seems like something someone from India would do. But was you know. it you or your brother that was saying, "Oh, but it could be like that," sort of on purpose, like mm-hmm. how you are doing, yeah. like as in it's not really a question. Well, I like it. I like it more. I vote. I voted in. <laughs> Keep it up, Marcos. <laughs> so uh, let's see what's going on today. Uh, we have told people about our new group on Facebook, Positive Heads. Uh, just a place to mix it up with other positive heads, talk about whatever is, uh, you know, mysterious, magical, ultimate nature of reality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, if you guys haven't uh, joined that group, do so. We'd love to. We're on the Dalian and I are on there from time to time saying hi and things and, and such. Um, what else is going on? Uh, questions. We want to get more questions from the audience. I, I get so excited when I get a good question. It oftentimes helps me to formulate what direction to go on a given day. And, you know, we're all, as I always talk about, we're all connected, which is anyone tuning into the show. We're close relatives, soul family. And if you have a question or thought or something that's uh, bothering you or uh, happening in your life, chances are someone else out there listening has some reflection of that. And so by writing in, you are not only helping to get some perspective for whatever it's worth, dealing a nice perspective on your question or thought, but uh, also, uh, you know, helping someone else, like, almost guaranteed. It's it's just such a ongoing theme that we hear about, you know, the perfection of whatever was talked about on a given day and how it relates to someone's life. For example, uh, received an email this morning from Ashley, and I'll just uh, take a quick read. It said, hi there. I just wanted to take a minute and thank you for your show. I love it and the positivity it brings. About two years ago, I started down my path of positivity when I realized something in my life needed to change. I started reading, researching, saying affirmations, and in the process of my, uh, and in the process, my own gifts opened up. I now have a website, lightloveandspirit.com, where I give intuitive advice, help people open up, and give readings. I'd like to think of it as a down-to-earth approach on a not-so-down-to-earth subject. The main advice I give is to love yourself. I am amazed at how many synchronicities have happened since I started listening to your show. In fact, this morning I was running late to a job, and I'm sitting in traffic, and I tell myself, there is no point stressing. You will get there when you get there. Just enjoy the day and know that your new job is coming. Uh, so as I'm saying this, I hear on your podcast, pretty much the same thing you say, something like, you may be wondering why you're stuck in traffic, but there's a reason. And it's always like that with your show. I love it. Thank you for all that you guys are doing. And if you could please check out my site, I'd be honored. Light and love. So, um, yeah, I remember saying that a week or so ago and getting that distinct feeling that someone would hear that, hear that message in that precise moment. And what a cool uh, affirmation, confirmation to get get back from Ashley that she was literally thinking no no reason to stress sitting in traffic on her way to a job related interview or, or something like that and <laughs> instantly hearing it after she thinks the same thing so um ah the magic never ends i love it so much Let's see. Um, and thank you, Ashley, for taking the time to write in. Um, interestingly enough, I woke up this morning thinking about uh, mediumship, and uh, we have a forthcoming episode with Venus Andrecht, who's uh, the host of the Dear Venus show. 
And so I just had my, you, know, you guys will hear it uh, coming out, about to come out. And uh, I, my first medium, uh, you know, type experience. So I was thinking about that a little bit this morning when I woke up. And then it's it's my brother's birthday in another month. And that's one of the things he really wants to do is communicate with the medium. So it's interesting that you wrote me, uh, Ashley, with your uh your thought and your synchronicity. And of course, a medium wrote me right after I was thinking about one. Uh, so pretty cool. Maybe we'll have to connect on that. But let's see. Uh, moving right along. Oh, one of the things that I wanted to throw out there to you guys that we're considering doing, and I just want to kind of get some feedback from the listeners to see if there's interest. Uh, if you go back to one of our earlier episodes number six, actually, with Pablo Miller, a friend of mine who is a shamanic facilitator. Uh, I was talking to him about uh, possibly doing a trip down to Costa Rica. He has access to this beautiful, beautiful uh, home um, and taking a group of maybe 10 people down to Costa Rica. Just something, just a possibility to do uh, shamanic journeys and you know, spend time talking about all things magical, ultimate nature of reality. Uh, I mean, there's surfing, there's everything. Yoga, uh, a world famous yoga studio is right next door, and this is a beautiful place that we have access to. So, just something that we're thinking of doing. Uh, haven't really for, fully formulated or cost. I mean, it would probably be something you know in the neighborhood of. $3,000 for a week, but like I said, staying in a, an incredible facility, uh, you know, three or so um, shamanic journeys during the trip, uh, yoga, you know, healthy vegan food, time, you know, talking about all things uh, ultimate nature reality with myself and, you know, whoever else is there, of course. And um, also, uh, you know, things like Reiki and, and my partner, Anna, would probably come down. So we would we would put something really cool together. So I just wanted to kind of mention it because it's something that I'm kicking around. It'd probably be like the end of August, something like that, maybe even September, uh, just taking a group, like I said, a small group, maybe 10 people or so down to Costa Rica, right overlooking the, the water and everything. Beautiful, beautiful spot. Anyone who has interest in that, drop me an email. Just want to get some general feedback if there if there might be some interest. Uh, I know I'm interested, so <laughs> it's just a matter of you know uh, putting it together and things like that. And if it if it is meant, then we shall. And if not, uh, at some point, I'm sure something like that will happen. So uh, yeah, drop us an email. My email is Brandon at positivehead.com. You guys can drop me an email and let me know if there's some interest there. All right, then moving right along, I would like to uh, talk for a few minutes on a, a subject that's come up. Uh, it comes up actually fairly regularly when I get into philosophical conversations with people. And um, it is the age old question, why do bad things happen to good people? And of course, it's a, it's a really great question. It's something that we all can observe. It throws off a lot of people on a, on off of their you know, spiritual paths, so to speak. Um, when, especially very sensitive people, they can see, you know, there's so much atrocity in the world and awful things that happen to you know, starving children and, you know, just a lot of bad that happens out there. And, you know, I heard, I've heard the, the statement made, bad things don't happen, things happen. And uh, it's our judgment that determines that they're good or bad. And, you know, imagine for a moment that you could see, inside the blueprint for a soul's journey now keep in mind 
the perspective that you're an eternal being that's always been, and you have eternity to experience everything that ever could be, would be, should be, you know, your love, but you have eternity and you want to experience something outside of that so that you can have some context. So I know from our limited sort of earthbound perspectives, it can seem like something really horrible happening, especially when it seems like an innocent creature that it's happening to. But, you know, we don't have insight into that being's um, sort of blueprint for their life, their contract, or their, you know, past, their energetic ties, their karmic, uh, you know, balance, so to speak. We don't, we don't see the full picture. And so I, it's, it's something that I work at all the time and I, I encourage everyone else to, to really adopt the concept that bad things don't happen, things happen. And, and oftentimes it appears bad even at the outset. And then once you get the full story, it's uh, a shift in perspective. I mean, take for example, uh, rain on a wedding day, right? For one person, that may be the worst thing ever. It ruined their whole experience. And from their perspective, they're sad. My, my one special day, uh, maybe from someone else's perspective, they've been praying for rain right down the street because their garden is drying up due to the lack of rain. And for them, they're dancing in the rain because they're ecstatic because it, uh, you know, it, their prayers have been answered. So it's always, of course, perspective. And some things are much like that are, are you know, easier to see the, the, the pros and cons, whereas others just appear, quote unquote, negative. But so often when you, you see the whole picture, it all makes sense. And even if you don't ever see where it makes sense, you don't have a glimpse into that soul, this eternal being's path. And these are anyone here in this dimension, I would say is a brave, brave soul to come and experience the stark contrast of, you know, uh, sort of our divine uh heritage to experience the negative to be willing to go into a a dimension of reality where there's so much stark contrast where the positive and negative rub up against each other so closely uh here in this in this place uh life on earth so i just encourage everyone to really really focus on things are happening not necessarily good or bad from the ultimate perspective and in to really adopt the concept that there is no such thing. It's just experiences. And it's always a reflection, a perfect reflection at some level of that being. And you're not seeing the whole story. It makes me think of the story of the Taoist farmer, Dalian, which I've talked about probably on the show at some point, I'd imagine, because I love the story. I don't remember. <laughs> but I'll share it again now. There's uh, this, the story of the Taoist farmer, which, of course, has this sort of Bad things don't happen. Things happen uh, perspective as a Taoist. And uh, there's a Taoist farmer. And one day his one horse that he has to to work his fields, to, to work his farm, runs away. And uh, the neighbors observe this and come over and say, oh, my gosh, we saw that your horse has run away. That's your only sort of uh, horsepower that you rely on to till and work your fields you know, you're screwed. This is awful. This is bad. Poor you. What are you going to do? You can't, you're going to starve. Taoist farmer understanding that bad things don't happen. Things happen. Uh, says, maybe so. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's just a, an event. It's happening and I don't know. Next day, horse actually returns miraculously 
And not only does the horse return, it returns with another horse, wild horse that followed it back to the farm. Now, fortunes appear to have changed. The neighbors see this, come over and say, oh my goodness, we thought you were screwed. Poor you, your horse was gone, but now it's returned and you have a second horse, so you've doubled your horsepower. What a fortunate, fortunate turn of events. Dallas Farmer understanding this much grander perspective says, maybe so, maybe it is a great event. I don't know, you know, sort of in a place of uh, indifference in a, in a good way, not not too attached, not you know, resistant, just allowing what is to be and, and working with what is, what a, what a key, uh, you know, perspective to adopt, right? So uh, his son, his only human helper, is excited about the wild horse, decides, well, we gotta, we've got to break this horse, we've got to tame it, tries to break the horse, tame the horse, uh, is on it, uh, riding it, trying to ride it, it throws him, breaks his leg, and the neighbors witnesses come over. Oh my goodness! We thought you were so you know screwed, and then we thought you were so blessed, and now we know you're screwed. Your one human helper that you rely on, your young strong son, you know, has now broken his leg. You have no help to work your fields. You're this is worse than losing the horse. Dallas farmer having the proper perspective <laughs> says maybe so. Next day, the military comes around to gather up young men to take off to war, sure to die. They stop at the farmer's house to gather up his young, strong, you know, son to take off to war. They see him laid up with a broken leg in bed. They pass him by, saves his life. Neighbors come over, say, wow, we thought you were screwed. We thought you were blessed. We thought you're screwed. Now we know that you're blessed. What does the Dallas farmer say? Maybe so. So I love this story because it really gives you sort of an ongoing, in a relatively short time, you know, uh, glimpse into the bigger picture. And that's really the the key here is there's always a bigger picture. And our job becomes to trust that bigger picture, even if we can't see it fully played out, even if we don't fully understand it, to move into trust and uh, understanding that it's always happening for a good reason. It's always happening for love. It's always happening for the being that it's happening to. And it's always a reflection. And what I would like to do is share a clip here from Abraham. Hadn't had Abraham on in a while and we'll have her here in a couple times in a row because she's amazing. Uh, why do unexpected bad things happen to people? I found this on Infinite Intelligence YouTube page. Take a listen. And are you refreshed? Yes. Good. Now what? Thirteen years ago, I was diagnosed with a chronic disease. And... Last year, my mom was diagnosed with the same thing. My question is, why do unexpected bad things happen when I I didn't ask for two weeks I was sick and then they diagnosed me and my life changed ever since. My mom, a week into it, Never had any symptoms or side effects. Diagnosed with the same thing last Christmas. Her life has forever changed. 
So your question is, we liked the way you worded it. Can you do it again? Why Why do do bad, unexpected things happen to people in general? We, We like the way that you worded that because it is the unexpected word that is the key. When we talk about creation, deliberate creation, there is creation deliberate creation, there's creation by default, and the majority of people, you're not alone in this, the majority of people are doing the majority of their creating by default. So we would like to put it into a different context. We would like to say, from a physical point of view, why, why would I offer vibrations that prevent me from experiencing the constant good, which is what I really seek. Or we would ask another question, how can I be more alert at earlier stages of resistance so that I can head it off when it's in an emotional state rather than waiting until it becomes a manifestational experience? Or is everything unwanted Am I alerted to it in early stages? Or how can I be more sensitive to those early alerts? Or does it really matter where I'm at at any point in time? Can I get from where I am to where I want to be at all times? In other words, you're you're getting the... Because clearly, there, there, there are two ways that we like you to look at it. Sometimes... On your way to something that you really do want, you take a journey through something that you think you do not want. And, but we don't want to be heavy about that because in teaching deliberate creation, we really want you to understand that you really can live a joyful life all the time. You're not going to like hearing this either, but... We wouldn't spend any time trying to figure out why it isn't different than it is. Instead, we would take the power of the experience and we would use the poignancy of it to help us to determine what we now want as a result of sometimes some of the most significant clarity comes from exposure to more contrast than you think you want. And... It's only after the fact that you say, oh, that was way worth it. And then we want to say, we don't think long, hard exposure to contrast is way worth it. And we don't think it's necessary. But how are you going to know that unless you've had some experience of it? And so we just can't get around the fact that you are the creator of your own experience. And that there are some things that you're creating without realizing that you're creating them. Because after all, most people don't even recognize that they are vibrational beings and that they are attracting by virtue of their vibration. And what confuses more people about that than all of the other things put together is that they think that their words should mean more. And so people become accustomed to saying things that maybe that they're not feeling. It's like a, even a parent who's shouting at a child, don't you know I love you, in that moment is not displaying any vibration that's anywhere in the vicinity of love. So a child could become very confused about what the word love 
means in relationship to this feeling that they're getting while that words being offered and there's just a whole lot of that that goes on and so that's why we say to you that the universe is always carving out a path of least resistance for you and the better you get at being sensitive to that then the better it goes and we would be eternally no matter how it looks looking for the positive aspect of whatever it is that we are living because it is only in the acceptance that there is positive out of it that you're ever going to find any helpful well there's been there's been a lot of positive that has come out from that um I don't think that I would have done some of the things in my life that I've done now as far as like stepping out of my comfort zone and leaving home from Alabama and coming all the way out here and changing careers, doing things that are just completely 180. And it's made me because you only have one life to live, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think well, about that? Nothing like something <laughs> like that to get you focused. So, Esther always says she shines in a crisis. And we say the reason she shines in a crisis is because it causes her to focus. But you don't need the crises to focus. There has been a lot of good that's come out of it. Yeah. There a lot more than I expected. Uh, things that I've wanted, like physical things. Things that are tangible and I can get. It's just the, the unexpected of why this happened. Um, it's just something that, you know, I, I don't know how to answer that. You know, why did it happen? Why, why, would, why did it happen to her too, you know? And well, it's easier to understand with someone who's been observing it with someone else because it was more active in her vibration, more, more logically a active in her vibration. But there are, there are bigger questions that... that let, let's probe here just a little bit. And let, so why would I say something that I ultimately don't mean in the heat of an argument? That's, that's a valid question. And it says, pressing and pointed is the question that you just ask. Now, we know it feels like it's a far stretch, but stay with us just a little bit. Why would I say something that I really, if I stop to think about it, don't mean in the heat of an argument? Well, it's because... There was a momentum going that influenced the outcome in the moment. And I was either not aware of the vibration that I was offering, I wasn't, or, or I was willing to go along with it. And so the answer to the broader question, why does anybody get anything that they don't want, unexpectedly, is because they're not aware that they're thinking about things that they don't want. But then the question often comes back, but Abraham, I swear, I was not thinking about this. I was not saying this is something that I want or this is something that I don't want. That particular topic was not active in my vibration at all. And we say, but we're talking about this vibrational language. We're talking about how, how do things translate into your experience? Well, they, they translate from vibrations that you're chronically offering. And... So we've been saying for quite a while that there are two ways of knowing what you're offering vibrationally in any moment. One is by the way you feel when you're offering it. 
especially once you get the hang of this. And the other is by what manifests. Because what you're offering and what flows into your experience always matches. There is never a vibrational variance between anything that anyone lives and what they're offering vibrationally. Because the law of attraction just matches things up. So the disconnect has to come in, well, clearly, I'm offering vibrations that I don't mean to be offering. And what could cause you to get better at offering vibrations in the way you mean to offer them than to realize that you've been offering vibrations in a way that you don't mean to? You see what we're getting at? It's interesting, Brandon. This uh, gentleman seems to really pretty much know exactly why um, you know, his experience happened to him, why he got this diagnosis and why his mother got this diagnosis. But he's still sort of hung up on the why mm -hmm. as if it was like a single sort of, you know, single word answer. Yeah. And I think that the answer in, in a lot of these situations, it's a lot more complex than that, but it's also, um, well, in this case, I would say it's just a, a number of things. It's not just one thing. And he lists several of these things. He says, you know, how it's changed his perspective one, mm -hmm. 180 degrees. It's brought about changes in his work and his whole outlook on, on things. And I'm thinking, well, Isn't that, isn't that a great reason to have an experience, even a so-called bad one? So um, I also could make a connection to what we were talking about yesterday, um, because everything that was discussed reminded me of this, how if you decide that you're going to um, adopt this perspective that you have confidence in yourself or that you have faith in life, that you have faith that everything is actually working out perfectly, you can put your faith and belief in any, you know, any belief that or its opposite. So you can go through life constantly um, questioning everything, wondering if things are going to work out, or you can just decide that you're going to declare that they're going to work out to right. just sort of have that faith. Right. And if you apply that same logic to something really pretty tough, you know, a, 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 you know, life threatening illness, or even a tragedy like the one we've seen in the news recently, you can see how, Like you said, a quote unquote bad thing can mm -hmm. bring about so many positive things from it. Yep. And sometimes, unfortunately, it seems like sometimes, a lot of times, it's the only way in which they can happen, right? That's a lot of times we really need pain to shake us awake. Sometimes we're just too, you know, entrenched in our patterns, right? And the only thing that can snap us out of that is some major shakeup. But in the end, we're grateful for that. So, We definitely need to be careful with labeling things bad, especially like a life-threatening illness like mm -hmm. cancer or, you know, a senseless, quote-unquote, senseless tragedy that a lot of times brings people together. You know, these, you know, kinds of events can actually just help us find the meaning of life. It's yeah. in there, but we need to really look beyond the surface, even beyond the surface of something that's appearing to, you know, take everything away from You know, maybe what it's trying to take away is your old way of life. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Abraham says it here really well. Extreme contrast can create that clarity that you're looking for. It doesn't mean you have to experience that. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to have crisis. You know, crisis can cause you to focus, but you don't need crisis to focus. But a lot of times those sorts of things really lead to breakthroughs for people. Um, 
You know, and I also love how she talks about people, of course, wondering why they're getting these experiences or or what have you. People think that word should mean more, but it's really vibration that matters. So, you know, she gives the example of, so don't you know that I love you? Well, what's the vibration with that, right? That's what matters, not what's being said. And I think that's a, a key point to really focus in on more. And, um, you know, two, what, what did she say? Two ways to, to really know uh, what you feel uh, when you're offering in and what manifests. That's where you know where you're at. It's sort of your guidance. What, what, and the more sensitive you can become to what manifests is sort of after the fact, right? If you can become more aware when you're feeling, uh, what you're feeling, when you're offering a vibration, that's when you get more, I guess, in control of sort of some of these unforeseen, quote unquote, negative experiences, right? Um, being more aware in the moment, what you're feeling, what you're offering. Well, Dalian, I think we're down to it for today. Uh, We do have a song queued up here that I think is appropriate for why is it all happening? What's the reason? What's the meaning behind it all? Love is at the core. And that's the name of the song by Chakra Khan. Really cool uh, new track and uh, yeah, video out there as well. So check it out. Love is at the core Love is at the core 